0: Hey everybody, this is Friday, April 20th, 2018, and we are in Novel Ideas, and we're discussing The Sight of the Stars by Belva Plain, and I'll go through some of the characters. We had Adam honoring, he was the son of and his father and his two brothers, Leo and Jonathan, and um, Rachel, his stepmother, and um, the store, the woman that owned the store, and her niece, Emma, Emma was her niece and, um, Adam's wife, eventually. Rock Hirsch, I think, was her name. And his two friends, Riley, and I can't think of the other guy's name. And they're five, and Emma's and... Adam's kids were John, Jonathan, James, Andy, Colleen and Elaine. And Blanche was Jonathan, Adam's brother's girlfriend. Um, did I miss anybody? I don't think so. I think you did good on
1: that. You did pretty well. Well, we got Leo. Yeah, we heard. She said Leo. I think.
0: Yeah, his brother, and then um, one of the daughters married somebody named Leo. Or no, she didn't marry somebody named Leo. It was the brother of her brother-in-law through marriage. Anyway, we can go around and talk about the book. See what everybody thought. Well,
1: I'll start. I- there used to be an old radio program called One Man's Family, the history of generations of a, of a family living in Sea and that's what this ended up to be—the various generations, um, the secrets, you know, that were uh, kept away that are revealed as we know. Um, it, to me, it was an okay book. I have read Belva Plain, and I expect more sometimes, but it, it was an okay book. It, it took us from what 1900. Up through into 1940 or 50, and uh, Adam—it's—it also made me reminded me of Main Street. You know, there's the uh, Dr. Alcott, and then Adam—you know—plugging away, working hard, um, goes west. Um, and, you know, uh, gets the beautiful girl, Mrs. Broadhurst liked him because he could run the store, and things look perfect. Uh, for Adam, moving along nicely, but they weren't, and we'll—that's where I'll stop and let others k- comment as they go.
2: Yeah, I'm—I'm I'm with with you, Bob. This is Marcia. It was a—it was an okay book. Um, it—it it was one of those books where, and it, it seems like I've—I've I've read so many of these lately where they everything's going along and it's kind of slow and just kind of moving along, and then all of a sudden the last few chapters, it just speeds up. And, uh, <clears throat> pardon me, these authors, it seems like, well, all right, I'm getting close to my uh, page quota here, and I need to get this thing over with. So, you know, it kind of sure, leaped through, uh, leapfrogged through the last uh, 20, 30 years or whatever. At least that's how it seemed to me. But I, I liked it okay. Um, it's not one that I would read again, but... Um, it was good.
3: Hey, this is Alan. Uh, I'm 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 kind of the same way. I mean, it, it, it was getting through it was was pretty easy. I mean, it was pretty entertaining and stuff. But uh, I I had a couple of issues with it. I guess. Well, I mean, I know we can't expect places to be real, but I found it kind of odd that they had it set in, in a city named Chattahoochee. Where I mean, there really is a Chattahoochee, Georgia, and there's a Chattahoochee, Florida, and I'm sure there's other Chattahoochees, but I couldn't find any Chattahoochees out west, so I, I guess it was a fi- it must have been a fictional town, uh, and, and I you know I, I realize that that's part of my own issue. I'm I'm just real big about I like to know what time things are set and I like to know where they're set, but I know a lot of times they're set in places that that don't really exist. But I thought it was curious that they used the name of a town that really did exist, and. I thought the whole thing with with Brother Leo was just kind of. I, I didn't much care for the way she handled that because I mean she had this this issue, and I realize a lot of families have issues, you know, among family members that that can be whether it's estrangement or whatever stuff that really doesn't make a lot of sense. But uh, uh, it, they are what they are. But I just thought it was I thought it was awfully in a nice, neat kind of bow at the end that. She never really gave, gave us an explanation for what's going on they never really talked and and Adam dies and then his 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 great-granddaughter Emma was out and we learned that 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 Leo had somehow become a really nice guy or something I, I I just I, know, I thought oh, please but uh but you know uh, other than that I mean I, I probably enjoyed the first two-thirds of it you know the most thanks uh, I'm gonna be quick
1: I spoke earlier but the thing that got me to is that Leo marries, you guessed it, a blind girl because yeah. Leo's ugly. I didn't yeah. like Leo at all, and I thought when he got half the money, or I'll tell everybody, let him. You know what I mean? Let him. Emma took it very well. She found out about it and didn't, uh, she left him for what, one day, kicked him out of her bedroom or whatever, two days, and they worked yeah, it out. Suddenly, she has them together. You know, she doesn't show making up the next chapter or two, there they are together after another uh, 40 years. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, she kind of was trying to tie in the last third, I agree with you, Alan, and somebody else said it, tying it together like, Emma died, you know. Oh, there's Emma. Goodbye, you know. And uh, oh, gee, that's too bad. And Now Adam died and Leo died the same day. And I guess the sad thing that, that I got out of it, the theme, is if you hate someone for so long, you know, Life's short. You yeah. better learn to, you better forgive or settle it because you might say, I'm going to do it tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Well, tomorrow never come sometimes.
4: Well, this is Sherry. I think I might have liked it a little bit better than the rest of you so far. Um, I've read a number of Velvet Plain books and have liked them all. I did have some issues too, though. One of the things was the way it was written, the way it jumped in time. I got confused sometimes about how much time passed. I think... Emma kicked him out of her bedroom like, I thought, like a year or two. I thought it was quite a long time. I found the estrangement between Leo and Adam realistic, um, and I think as people age, they kind of mellow out about some of the things they were angry about when they were younger. But what I thought was odd is that if he's going to tell Emma about his affair anyway, it would have been smart to tell her before he gave all the money to Leo. I mean, he confessed to her anyway, so why not do it earlier? And I also found it kind of annoying. I mean, Blanche was definitely not a nice person, but I find it annoying when a man cheats on his wife and the other woman gets all the blame. It's like, oh, he just couldn't help himself. He was drunk and... You know, he obviously wasn't drunk in subsequent occasions, but I don't know. He did get some grief for it. She did dump him. Uh, Emma put him out for a while, but I, I thought blaming Blanche is sort of a cheap trick. And lastly, I thought to the old, you know, as soon as he met Emma, you knew they were going to end up together. But I thought the writing was really good. I thought you really did get to know all these people, and you really did feel like you know them and I forget the other guy's name too, but Riley and his cohort and and Sabina ended up being a lot more complex of a character than just a grumpy old lady.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. I I kind of liked Sabina. She was you know she was tough. She was she was gritty. She uh, uh she didn't uh, mince words. She you knew where you stood with her. I liked her. Um, and yeah, I, I agree with you, Bob, as far as uh. You know, of course, uh, uh, Leo ends up marrying a blind woman. <laughs> I thought that was kind of a cheap shot, and turns out to be a nice guy and and all that stuff. But um, I was trying to diagnose what what Leo would have had. Um, I I couldn't figure out if maybe he was ADHD. First, I I thought autistic. Nope, that doesn't sound right. But I wonder. I was wondering what what label they would pin him with today
5: i thought this was a nice easy to read book but unlike sherry i thought the character development was quite thin and i never got into any of the characters so i didn't really too much care uh, what happened to any of them they could have died it wouldn't have made me cry oh actually i liked the character development i I didn't, I mean, I thought you really got to know these people
4: and, and they were well-rounded. As far as Leo goes, I was thinking the whole time that he, Down syndrome, the way they described his physical features. But most Down syndrome people that I've ever come across are a lot nicer than he was. So I don't think that was quite it either.
1: Well, I like Sabina too. Repent, comment anytime. time. Yeah, I like Sabina Broadhurst too. I thought she was a rugged gal. and uh, uh, Adam was okay, but he's such a... And and women do that. I mean, men uh, do that, Cherry. It's you blame the woman, and women blame the women. I remember my mother said, "Those women know how Clinton is. It's their fault." Mom, you know, come on. I like Clinton, but it's his fault too. No, those women knew him and they took advantage of him. You know, uh, and so the woman does get blamed. But you're right. He he wasn't that drunk. The way the narration went, and Blanche nailed him. And she she at least is honest. Later, I, I wanted I, a thrill and. So on and if you know if you give me trouble I'll um uh you know I'll tell everybody and the way they got rid of Blanche was incredible yeah. in, in Paris the the Nazis, the Nazis get her, got her and I kind of cheered a little I'm I'm almost with LaDonna I didn't care too much who died or who lived I don't think Leo was um the estrangement was was understandable I mean I I guess I've been lucky I I, I didn't ever I didn't well I could have killed him but I never hated my brother. You know, but Leo hated everybody from the beginning. I think, yeah, he might have had yeah. what ADH, whatever. Um, I don't know what he had. You know, he had something. He, had he was, he was, a, he, he didn't like Adam. He didn't. Uh, John could work with him a little bit, uh, and the father and and Leo never got along. And then suddenly he's good, Mister Snow, who marries a blind ma- blind woman. Man, there you go.
0: Leo kind of reminded me of. <coughs> Crazy as it sounds, he kind of reminded me of my aunt, my mother's sister. Mom is one of the nice one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. Her sister, on the other hand? Oh no. To those about to most of us in the family, she's well, I'm not gonna go there. Let's just say. I can take her in small doses, and that's it and I've often thought she had something wrong with her too, but you know maybe bipolar or something that's just not been diagnosed i don't know, but yeah, I could see that estrangement between leo and and adam um. And I agree with you, Sherry. The character development, well, I think that's one of Belva Plain's biggest strengths is that you do get to know her characters. And I really, I love the development and the town. (laughs) The, The town is, I wanted to go live there. You know, all the, it was just, and the history throughout the book i just really that was what i enjoyed and blanche yeah that was great that the nazis got her so and it was a cheap shot in the end leo a blind woman definitely
5: you know adam left home with a hundred dollars in his pocket and got off the train in Texas in this little town, walking around uh, there, find a the dress shop, goes in there and uh, gets a promise for maybe getting a job. So he cleans up and he works and he straightens everything up and goes out in front and he's cleaning up in front and he takes money out of his own pocket. With only $100, he takes money out of his own pocket and paints the front i didn't think anyone would really do that so that was a little problem didn't hurt me enjoying the book but i thought huh, that couldn't
1: nobody would do that
5: would they uh,
1: not if you just had a hundred dollars no you know uh he you know it, and then and then you look up and he's managing the whole business he's that yeah. you know mrs broadhurst hands it over to him eventually and uh yeah, that, that was incredible. I like Riley. I thought he was real. I, I thought he, he told, uh, at the end, stories or secrets that were going around and he, he would hint to Adam. I didn't like Chattahoochee. I thought it was in Kansas, sorry. But I didn't like it. I thought they are all a bunch of gossips. Is that all the little towns are? Just yeah. everybody's gossiping about everybody. Your life is, you, you flush the toilet and the whole town knows it. And uh, I, I don't know. It just didn't stick to me. And I was most angry that Leo and um, Adam didn't get a chance to forgive each other. I guess I wanted that, and they didn't. They, you know, they died of almost the same time with heart yeah. attacks. And uh, uh, Colleen marries. Co- Which one's gay? One of them's gay. Was it Louise? One of them. And, uh, and uh, but the other one gets married, and uh, you know, James. And oh yeah, and she'll say, well, James died of a heart attack. And they're all they're all doctors. These kids, that, you know, they're. Really good. And so, well, but James died. That's the way it is, you know. Yeah. And uh, it, it was like One Man's Family. You're reading it, and oh, gee, they took this character out of the, out of the um, adventure. Just like that. Yeah. That's the quickest way to do it. And so it's a nice read, but I wouldn't read it again, personally. Rivan, you want to say anything? Well,
2: not too much.
1: I, Get near the mic.
2: I I didn't. Uh, I read the book, but a lot of it just kind of. I don't know. It I just it wasn't my favorite book. I didn't dislike it, but I I've read books I've liked better by Belva Plain.
1: And I think the granddaughter, yeah. Adam's granddaughter, I forget her name, was one of the smartest little kids there. She yeah. she really talked to him before he died and I said that kid's smart. She may get more out of Adam because remember he didn't want to forgive either. It no. wasn't just Leo. You know, no, I no. I hate him and Emma Showed compassion, you know. Come on, you got to do it. And no, I won't do it. So, anyway, but I thought the granddaughter and uh, he were outside uh, there for a while. I thought that was pretty good.
0: That was one of my favorite scenes in the book. Louise did eventually marry, um, she had a child, and then she did eventually marry. She was the journalist. And yeah, I agree. There are better Belva Plain books. I can think of one that I really like. And there's a couple that I really like. But there are definitely better Belva Plain books out there. I had actually forgotten, because I read this one so long ago, I pretty much forgot the story.
3: So... Did they ever identify that city as being in Texas? I know what Don said Texas, but I don't, I, don't, I must have missed that. I do wondering if anybody else heard that. and I wish that he would have confronted that accountant and stuff. I don't know was his name Theo Brown, something like that. I, I, I didn't like the fact that that guy just kind of skated and, and didn't ever, ever have to answer for uh, for you know trying to take over that you know the buyout and stuff. I, I thought that was a little weak.
5: You know, one of the characters I did kind of like was um, the adopted aunt, Emma's adopted aunt. Uh, at, at the beginning of the book, she was a tough old lady, nobody getting along with nobody. And she really was kind of snobbish, too. She wanted Emma to only meet and marry the best people with money. She wanted her uh, adopted um, niece to marry somebody uh, with wealth and be somebody but um, in the end by the end of the book she turned out not to be all that bad a person not Not too bad she really loved, loved her adopted niece
4: yeah I liked that character too the thing with Leo too I thought was that it would be easy to grow up well, not easy for a lot of people, but he grew up resenting his brothers because he was the ugly one, he was the stupid one, he was the one nobody liked, and he just his anger just controlled him. One thing I thought was interesting: it was in Texas. Um, they did mention Texas. Um, it was a small town. I grew up in a small town, and there's no way a fancy dress shop would have done well in a small town. Everybody would have just said, oh, they're being too snobbish, or they think they're better, and I I just don't think it would have worked. So maybe Chattahoochee, Texas was a little bigger than the town I grew up in. I also thought it was interesting how they just casually mentioned when Adam was growing up that he frequented the local brothel and there seemed to be a brothel in his hometown as well as in Chattahoochee and they mentioned a number of girls he dated like there was a fanny and then I I would have liked to have known a little more about them I don't know if she worked at the brothel or not I didn't even didn't even figure out that much about her
2: well I know he dated a a girl named Doris and he did mention you know they did not go into great detail about her but uh, she was the his landlord's daughter or something. And, uh, and you know, I guess originally he was thought about marrying her, but, of course, then uh, Emma came along. And I don't remember them mentioning Texas at all. The only reference to Texas that I remember was from the uh, the book synopsis. So I, I, you know, somehow that one slid by me about uh chattahoochee being in texas other than as i said uh, other than the synopsis so i don't
1: know i thought it was kansas because the train rides you know a little bit long but he shot up to new york right he'd go visit he did once or twice i guess and came down um but what about jonathan let's talk about him the perfect son you know he was going to be a doctor and he meets blanche i i did think that that was a a very sad scene, but I thought Belva Plain wrote yeah. it well. I mean, this could happen. You heard of the Dear John letters. Well, maybe John really had his heart set on her, but he, you know, yeah. he killed himself. He jumped he up sure and did. said, "Get me, get me!" And yeah. it was a terrible tragedy. But I thought Belva hand I, I mean, I could really feel for for Jonathan and the family and so on. He was he was almost more of the fair-haired son than Adam. Uh, the father certainly liked him. He expected him to be a doctor, you know, and really, really go. What a way yeah. to end. And then they do show Blanche the letter later, I believe, don't they? I think yeah. that, that yeah. the secret comes out. That was the big secret over the years, but it finally came out
4: could be i got texas from the annotation if it was in there i just remember hearing it somewhere yeah that was sad about blanche and that was a total surprise i did not expect that dear john letter some of the other stuff was predictable like adam and emma ending up together and you knew there was going to be some sort of reconciliation between adam and leo at the end i liked the way they did it better than had they reconciled in person because i thought it was probably a little more realistic
0: yeah it was texas um it was mentioned in the beginning, I think, when he was getting off the train that he was in Texas. and I remember hearing it, I, but, so I know it was Texas. And it was interesting that, I think it was Adam's father. Somebody said to Adam that Jonathan was weak. And it was interesting that that comment was made, given what happened between him and Blanche, and how he killed himself. I, the father, I think the father was dead when they got that they got that letter, wasn't he? I wonder if he knew somehow, or if, if Blanche told him. It never really
1: came out. I somehow at times thought Blanche and the father would get together, even though he's much older. But no, you know, she says, I'm going to stay here in Chattahoochee, Texas. And, uh, you know, so uh, they did that. Yeah. Um, I probably forgot what I was going to say. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, very interesting. Uh, Jonathan, you know, to really examine his case. Yeah, they did say that he was weak. And I guess... Yeah. I could understand if Adam were rich and Leo was poor and Adam was handsome and Leo is ugly. Um, but he also, you know, I got to tell you, if my brother had called me a bastard because my parents were the, the, the mother of the whole deal, my parents would have killed my brother. They, you know, they just said we adopted him or we, whatever. He, he's my son, the father, my dad would, you know, uh, I understand Leo's feelings, but I think he was a little crazy. I don't think it was just a normal estrangement. That's my view anyway. You know, he was reaching yeah. for anything to tear the guy down. And uh, and they fought over that a lot of times. I, so I don't think it was, I don't know what the average estrangement is. Some people, we know, we know a lady they, they fought over a stove and didn't talk for 50 years. But they weren't crazy. Leo, I think, was nuts. Man, Adam and blanche
5: were on the business trip and uh blanche called upstairs uh, and asked him to come down because she had her hair cut in, a fastener in the fastener and back of her dress and couldn't get it off after they had been drinking a little champagne then when she came down there the dress uh, when they undid the dress the dress fell to the floor and there she was standing with nothing on i suppose i, I don't know what if she did uh take off her underclothes before he came down. I don't know. But anyway, then uh, Adam uh, went ahead and had sex with her. And I was wondering if uh, Blanche was trying to steal Adam away, do you think? And why Why do you think Adam succumbed to her?
3: Uh, she did have some underwear on, but I, th- I think this said something about three pieces of very brief stuff. So, uh... uh I do remember that. That's kind of surprising. But anyway, uh uh <clears throat> but yeah, that brings back a couple of questions I had. She seemed to be thinking, you know, when the letter came out, was she really expecting us to believe that or did, did I just misinterpret this? That, that she had fallen for Adam and that's why she never really committed to to uh to to Jonathan? Uh she seemed to be kind of hinting at that. It seemed like when uh when he went over and confronted her about the letter and stuff, but but I, but I know she 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 wasn't such a great great person. But uh, and the other thing was, did did we ever find out? I don't think that we ever found out why the father had what what had happened to Adam's mother. Why why that didn't work out? Uh, did did they explain that? I'm just not remembering. So. Uh, that was a couple, a couple of the questions I had.
1: I thought that that he just had a fling with the mother; they were unmarried, and then she dies. But maybe I'm wrong there. Rachel was very nice; I thought she was good. But the way, um, no, well, what she, what Blanche said is, yes, I can tell, I can tell Emma, but you, ha- I won't hurt the children. Arlene. I think she had dreams. Yeah, of taking Adam away with their millions, but. For whatever reason, she said, uh, you know, it's uh, it's the children. I don't want to hurt them. And I'm not going to do it. I won't do it. Leo said he didn't care. He said he was going to he's gonna He wants a half million dollars. And uh, Carl, excuse me and all you ladies. But the first time I thought she was in her underwear, the second night she had a coat and nothing on underneath that. She tapped on 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 Adam's door. So, you know, he, he can't just say it was Blanche's fault. It was mutual consent. <sighs>
4: Yeah, she did say when he confronted her about the letter that she fell in love with him when he came out to visit her and Jonathan. And I think she was the one that said he was weak, but I don't remember for sure. I don't know about you guys, but it crossed my mind when Leo took that half million dollars that he and Blanche had planned that and that he was going to go over and stay with her, which, of course, she would not have had him as a lover or a husband, but she certainly would have kept him around for the money.
2: Yeah, I was kind of thinking the same thing, Sherry. I was really surprised that uh, that he left town. Of course, she went. She ended up. Blanche ended up going to Europe, and uh, and Adam ended up, or I'm sorry, Leo ended up in Vermont, wasn't it? So I guess. Uh, but I thought, sure, they were they were uh, in cahoots about that money, and I I don't understand. You know. Men are accused sometimes of being weak, and I guess Adam was weak. Um, And I would put this another way, but I won't. But I, I, okay, one time, yeah. So he goes into Blanche's room and undoes her her, uh, fastener on the dress, and the dress falls, and he succumbs to her feminine wiles or whatever. Okay, one night, he lies awake all night, very remorseful, his conscience is is uh, bothering him. You know, oh my goodness, I did this to Emma. But then the second night, she comes to his room. Are you kidding me? I mean, come on, you guys, you men are 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 better than that. I mean, if you really care about somebody, yeah, once is yeah, maybe okay, not maybe okay, but you know what I mean. But to twice? Come on. And, of course, he didn't tell, he wasn't totally truthful with with Emma, because he told her, I swear, honey, it was just one time, it was that one time, uh, the the second night never came out.
5: You know, uh, sometimes uh, they say that if uh, your friend is cheating on his wife, that it's not a good idea to go tell his wife about it, because... She, his wife might end up hating you, and so I wonder, you know uh when Adam confessed to Emma, wouldn't he been better off just to wait until someone come back and uh and uh tried then to lay it on her that wouldn't have been any worse, could it so anyway, I thought maybe he shouldn't be there there on his knees confessing and everything, but maybe. It just hurt his conscience so much that he couldn't help himself.
1: Yeah, that's interesting to think that way, right? A lot of times, if you do tell the wife, she, both of them end up hating you, <laughs> and so on and so forth. I take the fifth on all that other stuff Marsha said. Uh, anyway, but let's see what Carla has to say. I think she's here, uh, Randy, and uh, we had to back away and let her speak, I think. Anyway, that's my vote.
0: Carla's here and says Liz, so... One of you two, go ahead and key up.
6: Well, no thanks to this computer, which wouldn't let me log in right away. I'm finally here, but I've been here a while, too. Um, Well, um, I had mixed emotions about the book. It It was okay. I wouldn't read it again, but... I don't know. I think the end was almost, um, it almost, uh, the normal, as they call it in French, the dénouement, which is sort of like the unraveling, you know, just bringing everything down from the, the peaks and everything and clu- concluding it and tying it up, was almost too quick and too contrived. I mean, it was just like, um, all of a sudden, well, Emma died. And then um, writing all that stuff in the diary just to, you know, to just make sure that the, the um, readers knew what was going on, um, you know, rather than, you know, that, that was just, it just seemed like a, a cheap shot. It seemed like it was almost you were reading about somebody in a history book or something. Something was just lost. It was like, I don't know, it seemed like Belva Plain was almost in a hurry to finish writing the last chapters. So, um, I, I was very disappointed that way. And I was disappointed that he destroyed the diaries too and I guess I would have liked to have seen a more complete um, um, you know um, reconciliation with Leo um, and I was disappointed that that um, Adam um, cheated as you said not once I mean he had it all and I, I just I fail to understand it I guess if I give somebody my word to death do us part I, I mean it I don't know. I I don't know. I, I, I had a hard time really getting attached to the characters in this book for some reason.
5: You know, uh, I agree with uh, several of you that uh, this book just rushed in the end. It's like the author uh, was at the end of the book, but she, she just didn't know what else to do that. Maybe uh, had to get a few more pa- pages written or something. But I think from the discussion today that we might... Give this book a C or a C-plus at best.
4: Well, this might be giving the author too much credit, but I think sometimes as a person gets older, and we all know this, that life just seems to speed up tremendously, and everything starts happening really fast before you know it. At least it feels like that to me. Um, and I, th- I wonder if she was trying to capture that, because Adam's dad... She had a lot more about his life, and then as he got older, he was just kind of being moved around and helped and controlled, not controlled exactly, but managed by other people. And I think at the end of Adam's life, uh, she just threw in all these kids and, you know, marriages and kids' kids. I couldn't keep all of those people straight. And I'm wondering if it just kind of represents what's what it's like for Adam to just suddenly get old and have things running at breakneck speed and he's just sort of along for the ride at that point but i might be giving her too much credit because i felt the same way you all did i thought it kind of wrapped
1: up suddenly okay we want to hear from liz here i see she's here but it was contrived i learned that word way back in book clubs and it's was, it was not good she wanted to finish it i gotta finish her. okay change size okay we'll have andy run the store and you know, and they're okay, but this this one is gay, but she's okay. She'll be all right. And Colleen and, you know, different people. And Emma dies, boom. You know, yeah. that's it. Five, she got sick, and five days later, she's dead, you know. And um, um, I would have liked Leo and Adam to have, like, a chapter going at it. Why did you hate me? Why did I hate, you what, You know, what the whole thing. But it was not to be, and she's says, I'll fix them. I'll have them both die of a heart attack, yeah. Yeah. and they'll never talk to each other. And destroying the diary, I would have liked to have had it for family history. Yeah, families yeah. have good good years and bad years. And people um, get together that you might not like and, you know, and so forth. But Adam destroyed it.
5: I think maybe Sherry has a deeper understanding of this. It didn't sound like a bad idea what she said. So, uh, yeah, so it's the end of, kind of the end of the book for Adam. But he was just getting older. And maybe, yeah, so maybe the... Generations just did uh, slip by like that. I never thought about that, and that—that's very a very good point.
4: Hi, everyone. Um, okay, I have to tell you that because I really enjoyed Crescent City. Um, this book, it—I it, I had a really hard time getting into it. Um, you all know from past books that I have a particular dislike of clumsy endings, and this was, um, but. In all fairness to the book and to the author, um, I think that one of the reasons that I didn't like it very much is because at the beginning of the week I'd read a a novel that I really, really, really liked and got into. So in comparison to both Crescent City and the novel I had just read before this, this one just,
1: it seemed, I don't know, it just wasn't very interesting to me. Well, all all I can say is it ain't Daybreak. Daybreak would hold your attention. This one didn't. And I, it I, I finished it because I knew that we had a book club meeting sometime. <laughs>
0: it wasn't City and
1: it wasn't Crescent City.
0: And, in a, and down the road, we will read Daybreak. So, and I guarantee you, that is one heck of a good book. Bob, I told Bob about it, and when he read it, he said, We have to do this. <laughs> so, we will do it.
6: My problem is, I'm really not into romances. I think I've um, shared that with you. I, I don't know. Um, sometimes I get weary, you know, of them, and I get weary of the cheating. And oh, it's almost like a, a soap opera. And I've never been into soap operas. Um, but on the other hand, there were some, you know, some good things. It wasn't a totally bad book. I, I did like um, how um, they. Uh, they did depict the generations, and yes, uh, and the, Sherry, that's a fascinating idea. Life does, and you know, as we get older, it, it does seem to speed um, by, and, uh, and maybe, I don't know if she was trying to depict that. I would think there might be better ways of depicting that, but I don't know what they would be, so I can't say anything, um, but... It just, it just looks, everything just looks sort of contrived and predictable to me, I guess.
5: You know, uh, Bob mentioned that, yeah, and uh, the end, Mr. Snow uh, was a pretty good guy in a lot of different ways. And he married this blind girl, and he took care of her very well, the neighbors said. And uh, so I wondered if that had more to say about the author's idea than the characters in the book I'm wondering if that you, you know the two I will blind girl okay let's take care of the blind girl and I was wondering if that had more to say about the author than the character in the book
1: oh that's a good point yeah he, he uh, no i I, uh, I I'm only ridiculing it because the way she was she hit Leo's ugliness well who else to marry but a blind girl But but she doesn't know anything about blindness. You'd know very quickly that your girlfriend was ugly, believe me. But you'd say, but I love her. I don't care, you know. uh, And I think she could handle that a lot better. And I know what Sherry's saying, and I tend to agree because (laughs) I'm feeling it. Life's flying by, or we lose someone, or someone we love. Oh, my gosh, you know, I hadn't seen him in a while. I'm sorry. But he did have time, Sherry, to tear up the diary. I don't know what that means, but it means, yeah, life was flying by, but he sure had had time to tear the diary up.
4: Yeah, and again, I'm not necessarily strongly arguing for that point. It just crossed my mind when I was reading it. I think I didn't like the ending. I thought the ending moved through too fast, just like the rest of you. I thought the marriage of Leo to the blind girl, I didn't have a sense of what year he married her, and if... If Leo married, I think it must have been after World War II, but at some point in time, there would have been a time where both Leo and the blind girl might have felt like they couldn't do any better, and they settled for each other. But we just don't know, because unfortunately the author... I would have liked to have known more about Leo's life. I'm, I'm kind of sad that she didn't give us more details about that, because maybe all Leo needed to straighten himself out was somebody that loved him. And maybe that helped. But again, I'm getting into romantic contrived territory by even thinking that way.
3: So I don't know. I have to agree with everybody about uh, the passage of, uh, of time. It feels like the last uh, eight years of my life has gone by in about four months.
1: Very good. Sherry, you're, you're much smarter than Belva Plain here. I think, uh, uh, Ladon said it, it reflects more what the author felt about blindness. I think what you should have written the ending that they fell in love. He didn't care. He was good to her. I'm not even sure. I'll give the blind girl some credit to say I can't do better. I, you know, he's like, that could be, but I think it's what Belva says. And guess what? He married a blind girl, took care of her. You know, he didn't, she didn't say he married a sighted lady and took care of her. He married a blind girl or a girl in a wheelchair. The blind, she, she can't see him. And, uh, you know, and, uh, so that's what I didn't like. I think it says more about the author than the characters. I think LaDawn really hit it.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, he married this blind girl and, and took care of her. They didn't even mention her name or anything. I, I think that was all contrived, too. And and very interesting, though. I, I Yeah, that is an interesting point. Way of looking at it, Sherry, but I don't know. I, I I can't I can't go there. I think she was just kind of in a hurry to end the book, and that's what happened. I, I well, now I'm not giving Bel, Belva Plane any credit because maybe maybe she did that, but I just tend to think she was ready to get done with the book, and that's what happened.
3: Yeah, I have to agree too uh, with you, Marcia, because uh, I mean, my experience with people have been. It, 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 if they're jerks, you know, all of their lives and stuff. I mean, they, they don't normally wake up one morning and all of a sudden start doing nice things. I mean, and the whole thing about oh yeah, he he married this blind girl, and and since she couldn't see how ugly he was, uh, you know, they had this great love, and and he became a real nice person like almost overnight and did all this nice stuff for. Her. Well, I'm sorry, that, now that's just BS. I mean, it just life just doesn't work like that. I mean, and I realize people can people can change over time and stuff, but everything we heard about this guy was he he was a turd almost every day, and you know you know and, and that's just how he was. You know, my my opinion. Thanks.
4: Well, I'd have to agree. I was just throwing out there that for a possibility because I think when Leo took the half million dollars from Adam, he was already middle aged because Adam would have had to have time to make all this money, so Leo must have been. It was post-World War II, too, I think. So Leo must have been like 30 or something. So I think he probably wasn't going to turn around and be a nice guy. But unfortunately, since Belva Plain chose not to give us any details about their lives together, the neighbors certainly thought he was a nice guy, which is kind of surprising. And you wonder if he ever did do any work or if he just lived off the half a
1: million. Yeah, I'll only say it. Alan is right. Most people, if you are what you are. If you live 60 years, 50, and you're a jerk, it's going to be awfully hard to change. Some do it. I mean, let's, you know, but most people you say, oh, my gosh, you know, there they go again. And I've, it's taken me well over 60 years to learn to slow down. I can't fix everything. Suck suck in my breath and say, God love them, but I, I, I cannot fix it. If they let me, I would, but they don't want to listen. That's when I talk to my son. I, I, we're friends now because I don't... I don't give him too much advice because he won't listen anyway. And usually he'll get it once in a while in his own crazy way. And I say, okay, you know, Dad, what do you think? And I'll say, well, it's a different way to do it. But are you happy with the decision? Yes. But that wouldn't be me uh, 10 years ago. I'd be saying, here you go, one, two, three, four, and go to Dr. Phil is number five. Leo was in
5: his 40s when he got the money. And uh, in the end, uh, he was uh, in his 80s. And uh, so he lived off the money, I suppose, but he also was an author and wrote several books. So I'm sure that uh, an author that writes a lot of books can make a pretty decent living.
0: I actually hadn't thought about your idea, Sherry, Orladon. and I have to agree. It's, I think... um, that does it does say a lot about the author and what she thought of blindness the end does so interesting and yeah i would have liked to have known more about leah's life too and and what happened and just i wish they he and his brother had had a chance to resolve things
6: yeah there just were too many loose ends in in one way there were too many loose ends um at the end of the book, but there were too many ends tied up too quickly It was just like a whirlwind and um you know that that's just you know that 's just how it was um and it was, you know, what really um, was an undergoing theme of this was the transformation of the store when you know Mrs. Rod Hirsch had it, and then young Adam um, made some suggestions and um, the transformations he made, and then his, you know, his son, and uh, it just um, the store um, sort of followed the generations. So it, it's just sort of a, a symbol through the whole thing that. It's fascinated me for some reason.
1: Oh, you're right. The store is a major symbol. Uh, the store, the symbol of success. Uh, but I'm, I, I'll go with Sherry on that. I wondered how Blanche could convert that store into a fancy dress shop where New Yorkers are rushing to her and, uh, and make, giving orders from Chattahoochee, Texas. These Wall Street, these ladies on Fifth Avenue are make, you know, ordering dresses, etc., uh, but the store is a, is a key symbol in the book, I think.
4: Well, one thing we haven't mentioned that I thought was really nice is that um, Adams' son, that he didn't think could do it, took over the store and and did a good job of it. And that was sort of harkened back to Adams' dad didn't think Leo could do anything, but Leo never got the chance. Of course, Leo was not as nice a kid as. Adam's son Randy or Andy I forget his name whatever his name was but it was nice that that kid really had to pretty much force his way in and then he was
1: successful and Adam was wrong and he was man enough to admit he was wrong yeah Andy was great I mean he became a great salesman everything he did he was hustling and I Andy was one of my favorite characters you know he was what he was and he stayed in the town and, and probably ended up very successfully and revered by the town
0: Yeah, he was one of my favorite characters, too, and he, when his dad needed him, he was there in the end, and he was the one who could be. The others were too far away, so he was my favorite, too.
3: Now, was that Emma that they finished up the story with, she was Adam's great-granddaughter or granddaughter, and which, was she one of Andy's offspring? Where'd she come from? I can't remember
0: she was his great-granddaughter and i think she was one of andy's granddaughters
6: i really liked her too she was one of my favorite characters and it's amazing how they showed her, as an 11-year-old, uh, how much insight she had. Um, you know, she she was a child that if a teacher looked at that child, they would say, now this child is going places. She was mature beyond her years, and it was touching to see how close she was to her great-grandfather. You know, I, you know, I, I thought it was cute when it said that... Um, Oh, she was afraid he was going to cry, and um, you know, you know the the awkwardness, but um, and just the way they discussed things, you know, just the way they discussed things. And then the other thing that I did like that Velva Plain did was through her characters point out how the social mores were changing, how people seemed to move casually from. Marriage to another marriage or marriage to not being married at all and people living together and just how the uh, how the society changed um, that 's one thing I do like about these books that go through the generations you see the the changes in the society um, and then you, you see a lot of other things like um the the um the building that went around and that they you know they could see buildings on, and you know in the countryside uh, you know they were they were building and developing land and just the changes that come through the generations it's it's interesting to see that but it's also interesting to see how things sort of circle back how um, Adam took over the store but or how Adam you know you know Adam's son and um, you know how he he took over the store and he came in with new ideas just the way Adam came into the store with new ideas it just sort of circled back and cycled back and it was nice to see that too
5: yeah that little Emma was quite a little child but uh, plain through in so many characters are in the last
1: I didn't know for sure if I knew whose kid that was. Yeah, Carla, I think what you're hitting and I'm I'm gonna do it anyway, you're born in, a, in essence alone, right? You're surrounded by people as you grow up, if you if you live a pretty good life, I mean you know, people are all around you. And then at the end even if you have a family, you sort of die alone like Adam. You know, Adam he, he had a family, you know, I think he was living with Andy in the house there and all that. But he went to his bedroom and he he, he thought about it, wrote the letter, started writing it, went to bed and died. And you, you just hope you've lived a good life, that you made a difference. And Adam certainly did make a difference.
3: And uh, Leo did, too, by the end. I just couldn't believe it. And Adam and Emma like dogs. I like that.
1: What's our next book, Randy? Or you have more? Th- guys to have more to say. I can't tell you the Lakers are playing. The Lakers lost. Penguins were tied last time I checked. Um,
0: I thought we'd do the river at night, Bob, the one that you told me about, and I'm actually still reading it. But it's it's DB eight seven one one four. It's by Erica Forensic, Efferson Frank E. R. E N C I K I believe. And it's um it's about four women who take a vacation together. They're friends, they've been friends for a long time and they they've always taken vacations and once a year and for some reason this time their leader the leader of the pack decides that they should go whitewater rafting down the Colorado river. And I don't know a whole lot about it. I'm actually still reading it, but Bob, you, you told me about it. So anything you want to add?
1: I don't want to give it away, but it was up in Maine. I believe they went and the, but the river that's chosen first, it's who's going to go. And they go through all that. And these women are very successful. They are friends, but each one has their own story, as you can imagine. Uh, and, um, uh, you know, and they uh, they decide to go together and go river rafting. You're right, down the worst river around Maine, if it's hard to believe. I, I don't think it was Colorado River, but it was, it was terrible. And then the story really begins. But the, you learn about friendship, what it means, what it doesn't mean. And so forth. I, I thought it's an action-packed book, and you know you'll have to determine whether you're going to like it or not. I, I liked it. I, you know, I uh, but uh, I, I liked it. Period.
4: What was the title again? Night of the River, the River
0: at Night. And no, I guess you're right, Bob. It's not the Colorado River. It's it's somewhere in Maine. And I'm not that far into it yet myself, but. It's I'm just getting to that part. So Yeah, it's The River at Night by Erica Forensic. F-E-R E N C I K I believe. And it's DB eight seven one one four. And someday we are gonna read Daybreak. I promise you that's a much better book by Belva Plain than the Sight of the Stars. But I don't want to do two back to back of hers. So, but I do want us to have to do that one someday.
2: Yeah, it's F E R E N C I K, and it's like eight hours and I think eight hours and fifteen minutes, or eight hours and fifty minutes. I'm, I'm just there now. I'm getting ready to add it to my wish list. And yeah, I I'm, I haven't read the. Uh, the uh, annotation yet but I'm I'm ready for a different sort of book I'm ready for an action more action oriented book so this this should be uh, this should be good